Hello everyone, welcome back to Brand Tech. How are you all? This is Brandon. I hope that everyone has been doing well. So streaming services, there are like a lot of them now. And so this episode right here is kind of just discussing it and some recent controversies that have come up because of it. And today I'm joined once again by Carl. Hello, and I'm glad you can be here again. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Oh, yeah, no problem. So, so first of all, what streaming services do you use? Because I know for me, you know, I'm still really into linear television as shocking as it is for people. But, <laughs> but if I were to say any streaming services that I use, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've recently used Disney Plus just because I'm watching, just because right now I'm watching WandaVision and I just started The Mandalorian yesterday. Um, Ooh, okay. But... But besides that, you know, I'm I'm still in linear television world, you know, if I even have time for television. But what about you? Uh, yeah. So I I'm I'm a television person too. I I personally don't watch a lot of television, just because of being in college and doing what I yeah. do. Um, but I definitely, I honestly, I think the only subscription service that me and my family subscribe to is Netflix. I I think. And, and even then, we, we just recently got the streaming to it. I mean, they're still, they still rent, allow renting of DVDs and Blu-rays, actually, through a separate site called, I think, like, DVDs.com or something like that. Yeah, the yeah the subsidiary of Netflix, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we do have Netflix, and I believe that's it. I have used Disney Plus through Verizon's, like, free. You get a year Disney Plus, and that's how I watch The Mandalorian. But other than that, I mean, like, I, I know Peacock. I've used a little bit of it. I know Hulu. I've used a little bit of it. Uh, Netflix, obviously, because, yeah, that's the yeah. biggest one. It's been around for a while. And I would argue to say YouTube and just a hair of Amazon Prime. Yeah. Although all, all of those are, like, less than two hours of use, except Netflix and YouTube. Yeah. Like, for me, I I am currently in the process of, like, using the streaming services. Um, I'm actually making a YouTube series for streaming services um, intent, but um, so that should hopefully be coming out soon if it's not already released by this point. But, but besides that, I haven't, I'm not really into all of the streaming services. Like I've subscribed to a few of them. Like right now we have the subscription to Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, but not, but we don't really keep them like, up to date really we just sort of you know have them as they come along like if a movie comes on on netflix we'll mm -hmm. or something like we'll get a subscription to it like with a gift card or whatever but we don't usually keep it around unless there's some some reason why i had a class last semester that required netflix and so you know we kept that one around all semester but and just yeah. like you we have the you know the year-round subscription to disney plus our year has actually passed, but we still have it, so I guess they're just charging us now. But yeah, I think yeah, we personally don't really use a lot of them, and with my family not really having a lot of young people in it, yeah. I'm I'm really the the youngest person in it, so nobody really knows how to run streaming services, and nice. we don't exactly do it a lot if we do, which is a drastic change compared to what the people nowadays are doing right where yeah. especially with the, if you have access to internet and you're willing to pay that much money up front then you can 
basically watch whatever you want whenever you want which is yeah. definitely a different than sitting down and watching tv at a certain time or sitting down and recording it yeah like for me i i said i despite being very much a tv person i don't watch a lot of tv especially compared to what i used to like i I said, just like with the college and YouTube and podcasts and among other things, I, I don't really have time for watching like a ton of TV besides maybe like Jeopardy, <laughs> but that I, I, I don't have a lot of like that much free time unless it's very specific shows. And even then a lot of them are just DVR for later, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, all right. The whole way of uh, watching television has definitely changed in the past few, several years, honestly, with the rise of the internet and having fast internet speeds across the board everywhere yeah and we'll circle back around to this but let's go ahead and get into you know the overall topic of the day so these streaming services like i said we just mentioned a few of them like there are several and there's still several more to come but you know with all of these different streaming services and i i know i've touched on this like a few times throughout different podcasts past present future but you know you know and i had mentioned this about apps too yeah, you know, when you have so many of them and so many of them from comp different competing services, it's, it starts to feel like a lot, really. Oh yeah, yeah, abso absolutely. Yeah, and so and so you know, back when with the times of cable and on over the air TV, yeah, a single yeah, a single antenna or a single cable service or whatever it is that you would use, you know, you get everything, you know, from the local stations to you know, the cable ones, and if you even want to pay for the premium services such as, you know, HBO, Stars, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm referring to cable. Um, but, you know, it's like you have them, you you get to all of them. It's not necessarily like, you know, like you just get the ones from like Viacom or the ones from CBS, the ones from Disney. You know, you get all of them. And so whether or not you really watch all of them, you still have access to all of them. I think that's yeah. what yeah a big draw to cable was um, back you know even though cable has been around for quite a while I feel like it really got its attention around two thousand like the two thousands like the early two thousands I I agree yeah and which you know it feels like a lot longer especially since it's been around for much longer but you know a lot of them had been represented by the service that you just buy you pay for but that you're locked into some contract or whatever. Maybe it's three years, four years, eight years, you know, whatever it is. And that every time you upgrade something or you fix something that you have to sign it again. And, you know, that had generally characterized cable for so many years. And so, you know, with these streaming services, you know, they promise that you can cancel any time that you want. That you only have the content that you actually want and that you're not paying extra. You don't get ads. You don't get all of this. And so, you know, even though it took a little while, companies like Netflix truly took off with this streaming idea. And, you know, and there's quite a bit of cord cutters now. In fact, um, I had recently done an assignment for class and we had to list what our, what our top streaming service is. And so... When I mentioned that I generally watch linear TV, they're like, that's not the century. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different compared to cable. I know, personally, even my families, we actually have never had cable. We've always had satellite, uh, internet, and TV. And, I mean, even then, 
<clears throat> you know, we're still able to watch anything on cable. It's just we don't have the internet speed that, that cable did. Yeah. I mean, we're able to watch CNN, Fox, I, ABC, NBC, CNBC, PBS, CBS, anything and everything. Yeah. We're still able to watch it, the same that any person on cable could. The only difference is that we just didn't have the same access to, um, yeah, I guess, yeah. premium content and yeah. not to the same availability. But now with the fact that the internet's just kind of everywhere and speeds are just going up drastically fast, with, especially with 5G coming in, you're able to watch almost whatever you want, whenever you want. But as you brought up, it's changing from more of an idea of you pay kind of once, maybe twice, right? Yeah. And then you're kind of done for for a year right you pay a hundred bucks and you get to watch all this right you get to choose anything on this list for a year and now it's changing to hey um let's chop that hundred per year into five dollars a month and let's separate that across what a dozen different streaming services right yeah. and that definitely is not good i mean it is to an extent for some people but for yeah. others it's not right in this case we're talking specifically about um video streaming but I mean, I know there's popular stuff like SoundCloud and Spotify, which are just music, right? Yeah. If I mean, personally, in college, I haven't watched much TV. It's all been YouTube or it's been Netflix. And if I'm listening to music, uh, maybe YouTube music. I mean, but there's also incentives to buy into and kind of get the, the premium editions of Spotify and SoundCloud because it's cheaper. And I mean, <clears throat> you can listen to whatever music whenever, wherever, right? Definitely. Yeah, like it really brings us to this question. It's like, you know, it, it's like with the time that we have, and especially now within this pandemic, I mean, I mean, as much as many of us would like to stop talking about the pandemic, it's not, you know, it, it's here right now. So we're going to talk about it. But, you know, it's like, especially now, it's like many of us are so you know busy and we have so much stuff to do that we don't really have time to really sit down and really enjoy like television to, and or a lot of this other stuff and so when we do go to watch it's like we want to see it right now like no ads we, we just want to watch it and get it done and yeah, suppose we move on with the rest of our day even though most likely we're probably just going to watch numerous different you know episodes or shows or you know or different musics but but you know but it's the idea behind it that you know that it's instant that it's all at the palm of your hands that you're just able to pick it up and It'll always be there no matter what your device you're on. Yeah, yeah that, that's one of the biggest changes the internet's brought in terms of media. And I, and I would argue it's both good and bad. Definitely. I know for, for me personally, uh, you know, I, I've spoken about this numerous times that I'm really big into always wanting a physical copy of something. Yeah. So having or, or at least some some sort of copy of it yeah. locally so that I can listen to it or watch it or do whatever offline. And you, you don't have that anymore. Right? And yeah. now it's all, if I want to go watch Mandalorian, right, I can't go and buy a DVD or rent a DVD or rent a Blu-ray or whatever. I have to be connected to the internet and I have to have a Disney Plus account or I have to uh, go to some sketchy website and, and pull one off, which yeah. is not not exactly the best yeah. thing. And yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't really have that luxury of being able to go and buy stuff now. It's all basically you pay to pay to watch it, right? It's pay-per-view almost. Yeah, I know. It, it really brings us to like this really... Yeah, uh, interesting time that we're in. And first of all, I do definitely do not endorse um, sketchy websites. Um, but, but yeah, oh, yeah, but, I, I, absolutely not. No, yeah, no, I'm not endorsing that. I'm just saying that some people do resort to that. I do not yeah. personally. Yeah, and so you know, it, it really brings us to the fact that we're not really owning anything anymore. And I think that's one of the scary things when it comes to streaming services. So early on, you know, when I started this episode, 
I mentioned that there are some new controversies that comes with streaming networks. And so one of them is that, as Carl had just said previously, that, you know, many of us, you know, we're not just subscribing to one service. And, you know, it's like some service might be $5.99, $11.99, whatever. It's like, sure, that's, that's not too bad. But it's not just a one-time cost. It's a monthly cost. Mm-hmm. Then you do that multiplied by any other services that you want. And really, even though it may not be as much as cable in some cases, depending on how many services you have, that's still quite a bit. And even though you can supposedly cancel any time as there's no contract, it's not as easy as it sounds. And you know, with new content coming all the time, you know, and agitating and learning your personal interest, truly, th- it's very unlikely that you're going to actually cancel your subscription in anytime soon if you're an active um, watcher and so it most of them generally trend most of them generally try to learn your habits and learn Mm -hmm. you know what your interests are and you know it's not like you know that's a sketchy thing usually like it acts you like and you know it might say do you like action movies do you like sci-fi do you like marvel you know, mm-hmm. whatever, but it's like, it'll keep you entertained with what you enjoy. And so, yeah, I think th- I mean, it works too. I know personally, yeah. Netflix, after having it for multiple years and watching dozens of hours of content on it, I mean, it, it recommends stuff to me that either I have never heard of and I watch and I absolutely adore or I've heard of and I already love. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, with these services, you know, it's very unlikely that you're truly going to leave. And if you are going to leave, you're most likely going to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost guaranteed. And so, you know, but when I was going through recently, I was just scrolling through the internet. And I saw an announcement for an upcoming streaming service. Well, I think it's actually out. Now, out just because I don't want to just throw this company out there, I'm not going to mention the service by name. But... I did recently see an ad for um, for some service, and so I went ahead and looked at the reviews. And what's interesting, though, that I found was that most of, most of the reviews and commentary about the service, and this was prior to launch, was that it's another service, and it's not necessarily the fact that anything on the service is bad or that they don't like the content, but it's more so that we still have cable and we have all of these other services. Why should I buy? this extra one and you know that's a valid question really and especially for some of the people even brought in the perspective that some people are still unemployed right now and we're not bringing in a lot of money and so it's not and so yes it may just be extra five dollars but at some point when is when is all of this too much really like where do you draw the line with how many services you have and you know and truly with the direction that the content's going in you know we've always seen it as linear television or streaming television it's like you don't need have a need for both but there are quite a bit of people who have both so it's like but for the most part it always had been overlapping content like you might see so-and-so show on tv and then a few months later on netflix or it might be a Netflix original, you just find it there. But we're now starting to see it where, you know, we're really, it's almost where content is just simply just leaving and jumping from one service to the next and even, you know, one medium to the next. And so what are your thoughts about like this convergence and like consolidating of, you know, of different companies' ownership? Like, you know, like Disney took all of their stuff back. HBO, well, AT&T under HBO Max is doing the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. what are your kind of thoughts about all of this? Well, I I personally believe that... 
honestly everybody's trying to get a piece of the pie right of netflix course. started it and then amazon came shortly after that and then just in these past few months we've had dozens spring up right well maybe not dozens but it, it we've had quite a ton a spring up yeah we have quite a bit spring up and that's all because everybody wants a piece of that pie now the thing is there's some places that quite frankly they'll survive for a little while yeah but i don't yeah. think that people are going to want to spend that money just to get those things right we had discussed yeah. before how uh, there's just kind of i guess tiers almost of of the different types of streaming services yeah let me see if i can find it real quick here we have uh yeah here we go <clears throat> so we have kind of a netflix and hbo max kind of sitting there with they're, they're coming out with a ton of new stuff constantly right both originals and their finding things that basically just haven't been claimed by another company yet and they're buying the rights to them and throwing them on their service so that they're constantly updating with both their own content and other content and then we'll have a kind of a, a amazon prime video and a, and a youtube kind of feeling where yeah. most stuff well i wouldn't say most of youtube almost everything's free right yeah. in terms of just user created content but there are movies and there are shows and just other snippets on both youtube and, and amazon prime video that are kind of free to watch as long as you own the subscription i guess yeah and then other and then in addition to that you know you can also pay a fee and get non-original content like if there's mm -hmm. a netflix show or you know or maybe even a linear television show where it's on the service if you pay a price like yeah 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 you, you can pay three bucks to to rent a movie or something i know <laughs> my example for you was that I can right now go on YouTube and watch the Terminator for free with ads, right? Yeah. That uh, that and Hulu and Peacock, kind, it's weird because YouTube kind of, it, it gets in between them all. Hulu and Peacock are going to survive simply because of their ad revenue. You know, yeah, yeah. I can go on Hulu right now and I can watch a Rick and Morty episode. Sure, I'm going to watch some ads, but I can watch any any Rick and Morty episode, right? I can go on Peacock and I can watch the entire Battlestar Galactica series from like 2005 without, with ads, yeah, but they're, they're minimal and they're still getting revenue from those ads uh, but things like Disney Plus Apple TV Paramount Plus and uh, the newly announced Discovery Plus they're, they're really gonna be I, I I mean they're big companies the big corporations they have a lot of money behind them but I don't feel as if they're gonna survive as long as it, it, as long as kind of the big hitters like HBO Max and Netflix are still still swinging and still lively I think that eventually we'll see them kind of dissipate and we'll see the winners and losers kind of separate and have two or three major ones sort of like we had the two or three major television networks of the early 20th century yeah but you know i would actually i actually like in addition to that i actually have a different sort of opinion off of that it's yeah adding on to that but i feel as if a lot of the plus services you know how in the list which i had actually sent you the list earlier for those mm -hmm. of you listening but yeah. But for those plus services, I had actually group one of the reasons I sort of grouped them together is because a lot of them almost draw more so on their back catalog, you know, and and they essentially just it's almost like a catalog service more than a true streaming service where if you even look at like the way that they are, you know, that a lot of them are shown, it's almost as if it's not, yeah, you know, it's not even for like a traditional streaming service in the way they advertise. It's just more so this is where you find everything, whatever. So mm -hmm. Disney Plus, you get to everything Disney. Discovery Plus, you get everything Discovery. Apple TV Plus, all of their original content. And plus, they purchased some stuff like Peanuts and um, Fraggle Rock. But, you know, it's like they're drawing more so on those back catalogs. And 
in the original content and so i see that most of them existing but they just may not be as successful or they might not be a like premium streaming service like like i don't see like a discovery plus like necessarily competing against like a netflix but they might still coexist in the same in the same way that the big three abc cbs um nbc you know, compete against Fox. They're not really at, well, not even Fox. I would say against, uh, what's another one? What, the CW? Yes, they ex- yes, the CW exists, but, and yes, they're all competitors, but they're not really on the same playing field, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I, I agree to an extent. I, I think that that's a really, really good point about the back catalogs. I mean, Disney Plus, right? What are their new shows? I mean, they've announced some new slew of shows. I know, especially in terms of Star Wars, they announced a ton in these past two or three months. But other than that, I mean, can you remember anything new that really came up besides like Mulan and and The Mandalorian? Yeah, not really. And like, even with the new stuff, it's not really original stuff per se. And I'm not saying that that it's not good content because a lot of it is really good, really high quality and like, like I'm watching WandaVision now and all of the other Marvel Studios stuff. I'm real excited for that. But but it's more so that like it's not anything truly new. It's just building upon, you know, the Disney catalog. And so, you know, and same with all of these other plus services. It, you know, you don't really have competitors in there. Like I think in Disney Plus, you only have one or two shows that's not made by either Disney or what used to be Fox, you know, on there. And that's like a show where it's, made between like disney and cbs and that's only a single show so when it was launched and so you know with all of these plus services you're not really getting any variety in studios really you know besides sister studios yeah i'm i'm gonna retract a little bit of what i said earlier i i think maybe instead of them kind of losing their uh or just kind of dying off i I think i think we'll see one or two of them just kind of say nah i mean it's not really worth it for us right and then i mean let's think about it does it really cost all that much if you're going to rent server space sure it could cost a little bit but if you uh, the initial investment probably takes more money than it does as long as you have a consistent i guess base of people that are going to purchase your subscription service then the upkeep on the servers is really minimal minimal and there's not really a lot of i guess background back yeah background upgrades that need to be completed simply because of how easy it is to have this stuff stream right i mean it's just a minimal upfront cost and after that upkeep isn't really all that much of course that's i'm not exactly sure as to the full amounts that it costs but i I feel as if it's not as much as one would think yeah definitely and you know i i see that i could easily see in the future some of these services not necessarily dying out but maybe merging with others or mm-hmm. i could see them even collaborating like you have disney's free services that they're either owned completely or you know co-own like you have the package deal between yeah like we had the package deal between disney plus hulu and espn plus you know and and to extent you know hbo max can work as an add-on to hulu i'm not sure if you knew that or not Hmm? oh yeah so before hbo max was released you know the owner of it is at&t they actually you know they actually used to be own 10 percent of hulu and so and so what was interesting was that after hbo max was released they similar to how on regular cable you can add on hbo you can add HBO Max onto Hulu. So, I mean, 
mean, of course, I think you use it for separate apps, but you can pay for it as one. And so I could see that easily happening with some of these services in the future. Mm-hmm. But I it agree. should be interesting to see how they all go forward. Yeah. Hopefully they'll, if, for my wallet's sake, hopefully yeah. they'll consolidate a little more. Yeah. And I hope that there's some more collaboration between the different services, especially those plus services, only because, I don't know, to me, whenever I'm, I hear the plus services mentioned as a streaming service, to me, they just feel more so as an add-on service to another service. Like, to me, like, I don't see someone getting, like, a Discovery Plus or Disney Plus or Apple TV Plus as, like, their only streaming service. I feel it more so, like, you get it with another service. Like I, I agree with that. I think that's... That's really that's fair because there's not there's nothing really new coming on it, right? I mean, yeah. Netflix we we've kind of heard just constantly every few months they'll have a new killer series you got to watch, right? It yeah. was when we were in high school, it was Thirteen Reasons Why. This and I guess around November of last year, it was um, the Queen's Gambit, right? Yeah. It's just new stuff's always coming up, and that's a lot more of what a traditional cable service would be and i think that's why people are still going to be subscribing to those netflix to netflix and as, as you noted hbo max yeah but this should be interesting one to to see what really where this is in a couple of months and maybe one day we'll pick this up later and yeah and, and evaluate it again from there but i just thought that this would be a good opportunity to just sort of discuss this because as much as I talk about streaming, yeah, you know, we never talk about this other side of it, really. So I thought this was a great opportunity to do so. I agree. Well, yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Carl, once again, thank you for coming back. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe. Stay well. And I will talk to you all later.